Today's reading is from Matthew 4, verses 1 to 11. Jesus is tested in the wilderness. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left and angels came and attended him. So we're starting our new series on winning faith. And as Alan said, I'm talking about how we can resist temptation. Before we look at this reading, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can come and learn more from you today. And Father, I want to thank you that Jesus is such a great role model for us in our walk with you. Thank you that we can read in the Bible the things that Jesus did and that we can learn to do those things ourselves. Even though we might seem far away from that at the moment, Thank you that we can work our way to becoming more and more like Jesus as our lives continue. Amen. So Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness three times. And this passage comes after he was baptized in the River Jordan. And God has declared, this is my beloved son. Temptation. I get, I've had some really good things to preach about over the summer and now. I've done pride, anger, and now on temptation. So, a few quotes about temptation. I can res resist everything except temptation. The temptation to take the easy road is always there. I generally avoid temptation unless I can't resist it. Change can be frightening and the temptation is often to resist it. So a few amusing quotes and some that have quite a lot of depth to them. Now, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he'd been in the wilderness for 40 days and he will have not have eaten anything in that time. I can't even imagine not eating for 40 days. I can't imagine not eating for four days. Maybe some of you have done that, but it's not something I've ever done. So 
In the Bible, it says Jesus was hungry, but I think he would have been far more than hungry. I think he would have been starving. But while he was in the wilderness, he would have been talking to his father in heaven, and he would have been built up, and maybe God was telling him what he was going to be doing in the future. I don't know. But the first thing that um, the devil says to him is, look at these stones, make them into bread. Bread, staple food. Jesus, very, very hungry. So make it into bread so that you can eat. Now, it says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. If you are the son of God, putting a little bit of doubt, trying to put a bit of doubt in Jesus' mind maybe. We don't know for sure, but Jesus was strong. Jesus knew the Hebrew Bible through and through. And how did he react? He didn't just say, no, I won't. He replied with scripture. He replied, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So standing strong and saying, no, I'm not going to break this fast that I'm on. I'm not responding to you, devil. Now, would it have been wrong if Jesus had made something to eat? Jesus could have easily done it. We know later on in his ministry, he multiplied food later to feed lots of people. But Jesus didn't want to break that spiritual exercise that he was on at this point in his life. The devil wanted to ruin Jesus' mission. That was his aim. Let's stop Jesus from being a powerful man and being God on earth. If Jesus had made stones into bread and eaten some, Would he have been fulfilling the will of God? No, he would have been fulfilling the will of the devil and doing what the devil was asked him to. Now, the perfection of Jesus is shown by the fact that he refused. Maybe if it was us in a 40-day fast and we suddenly had the chance of some food, maybe we might think, yeah, I can't do this anymore, and we might give in. But Jesus was perfect, unlike us who are not perfect. Being hungry wasn't wrong, especially, as I say, in a time of fasting. When fasting is designed to focus attention on the spiritual things and not on the comforts of life. So, that's the first test. Now, the second test 
Satan took Jesus up to the highest point of the temple. Now that was about 450 feet in the air. I don't think all of us would want to be looking down from 450 feet in the air. Maybe in a plane, fine to be that high off the ground. Maybe behind a glass wall. But I wouldn't want to just be on a, a, a wall that high up without any protection. I'd be scared I was going to fall off. But this test was another spiritual test. Satan said to Jesus, once again, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Now, we get protection from God, but we also are expected by God to use our common sense. If we go throwing ourselves off of a building, that's not being very sensible. And if we're doing things like that, is God going to protect us from being rather silly? So, what did Jesus have to say in response to that? He said, It's also written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So, here we've seen that Satan, the devil, knows the scriptures and can use them but Jesus knows the scriptures too and could use them against the devil now the moment an individual puts God to the test we're showing just how much we trust God there's many examples in the Bible where people tried to put God to the test. But Jesus here is saying, my trust in God is perfect. I do not need to do anything heroic to prove it. I will not test God's word by doing something foolish at your prompting, devil. And so here we've got Jesus retaining his dignity and living out his quiet and confident trust in his Father. He's refusing to do something dangerous to see if the angels would protect him, because he knows where he stands. The final um, temptation, the devil at this point is pro probably, you know, he's trying to get Jesus to um, abandon his mission on earth. So this time, he, the, Satan says to him, fall down and worship me. Now, is Jesus going to do that? Did he do that? Well, no, because Jesus was secure in who he was as God's son. And Jesus was here on earth for a purpose. So Satan here is trying to stop Jesus from doing that. His whole purpose was to prevent the work of the king for which 
Jesus had come into the world to work for. So on this high mountain, he was shown all the kingdoms of the earth. Now, we don't know quite how that would have happened. And in Israel, nowhere is high enough to see um, very much of the surrounding area. But we know that the promise that Satan is given to Jesus is if Jesus falls down and worship him, he will become the king to inherit the nations. But who did the nations belong to in the first place? Did they belong to Satan? No, they already were in God's hand. So he was trying to deceive Jesus to do something that was obsolete really because Jesus was already the king. At this stage, Jesus' response was, get away from me, Satan. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Worship God only. How well do we do that, worshiping God only? Are we tempted to worship other things? I'm sure we all do at times realize oh, I'm giving too much priority to doing a particular thing and I've taken my focus off of Jesus. So what can these temptations teach us? Well, they show us that however intensely we're tempted to sin, that we can, like Jesus, overcome that temptation. So rather than relying on our own willpower to do so, a bit like when we know we shouldn't be eating that extra chocolate or that extra bit of cake, we try and use our willpower. But no, we're not relying on our willpower, our own willpower. We can rely on God to give us the strength that we need to resist temptation when it comes at us. Now, is it a sin to be tempted? No. Being tempted isn't a sin at all. But when we give in to the temptation, that's when we sin and do something that God doesn't want us to do. So today, I want us to realize that the devil doesn't make us do anything. He'll give us opportunities to do things when we are tempted, and they can be small things, they can be big things. But we still, as human beings, have our own will and free choice that God gave us when he first created man. So temptation is something all of us have to deal with. There's not a single person in this world, however rich or poor, that is exempt from that. And if the devil is going to tempt Jesus, well, surely he's going to try and tempt us. So it's an everyday thing. It's common to be tempted. We need to be aware of that and to stand firm in our trust in God, to ask for his help 
to avoid temptation. And no, we're not going to get it right all the time because if Jesus is over here as the perfect being, you might feel you're down at Sunbury Cross in terms of your being like Jesus. But as we go through our Christian lives, we can get closer and closer to being more like Jesus until that day when we step into heaven and that struggle in life has gone. So those three temptations that Matthew records in this reading fall into some broad categories that can be applied to temptations that we face in the 21st century. So first, there was something about physical need. Jesus was hungry. He was tempted to make bread from stones. Secondly, a temptation to take a shortcut. Jesus knew what he needed to do to fulfill God's plan. He had to go to Jerusalem, suffer, and be killed. But the devil was tempting Jesus to bypass all of that and be fully established as the Son of God. And then finally, the devil tempted Jesus with power, pointing out that Jesus never... Sorry, pointing out that if Jesus had... Um, been tempted there as I said earlier he would have only been receiving what was his in the first place he was the, he's the king of the universe so let's think about some times when we're most likely to be to be given into temptation like Jesus we're liable to be tempted when we're hungry I know I am Going shopping when you're hungry is the worst time to go. I'm sure lots of people in the congregation can agree with that. You go in meaning to buy a few items, you're hungry, and your trolley takes you down the aisles where all the nice carbohydrates and sugary foods are. And lo and behold, when you get to the till, they're in your basket. I'm surely not the only one that's ever done that. Trying to eat within our limits and not being tempted to buy more chocolate or cake or whatever our temptation in food is, is hard for us to resist. But it's something that we can keep giving back to God. Another um, way that we might give in to temptation more easily is when we're angry. I know there were times when I was uh, working that something would have really annoyed me and I was irritated and cross. And what did I find myself doing? Taking it out on a totally different group of people. Sometimes people I worked with, sometimes a class. But I always apologized. I learned I had to apologize because it wasn't their fault. Maybe we take our our anger on our family or people that we live with when they're not the cause of our anger. Being lonely can allow time for temptation. Maybe when we're on our own, we might drink too much or eat too much or 
watch the wrong things on TV or online. And when we're tired, it's very easy to give in into temptation. Sometimes in the morning, if I wake up really tired, it would be so easy to be tempted to say, oh, I'm not going to do what I'm meant to do today. I'm staying in bed. I live on my own. I could do that. But I don't want to give in to that temptation. I want to do what my day holds for me. There are loads and loads of examples that we could look at. But I've mentioned four things there. I've mentioned when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely, and when we're tired. If we take the first letter of those four words, what do we get? Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Halt, yeah. Halt, stop. That's what the word halt means. So it's a really good reminder that when we know that we're hungry, when we know that we're angry, when we know that we're lonely, when we know that we're tired, rather than just heading off into life and knocking people left, right, and center without reaction to things, take the time to pray before you go. Maybe before you get out of your car, before you go into work, and commit that to God and ask him to give you the strength that you need to not take things out on other people, not to have road rage, and not to do all the many other things that I've already spoken about and the zillions of other things that we might be tempted by. So let me just pray to finish, and if the band could come up, please. Father, thank you that you give us what we need to help us to stop falling into temptation. Help each one of us as we wake each day to give the day to you, to give to you our frustrations, our anger, our feelings that are going to cause us to stumble. And Father, as the days and weeks go by, we pray that you would continue to be making us more like your son, Jesus, so that those temptations are going to be more minimal in our lives, that we are going to find it easier to say no and to say yes to the things that you've got for us. Amen. We're just going to make to take some time just to pause and just give ourselves an opportunity to respond. And then we're going to worship the Lord. And we just invite the Holy Spirit to come and just to speak to our own hearts. And all of us are tempted. The scripture says all of us are tempted. But actually, as we recognize these things, we can offer them to the Lord and just ask God to be with us. In those times when we're weak and easily swayed. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now. Come Holy Spirit, come and come and fill us, come and 
speak to our hearts as we offer to you ourselves and just invite you into those situations so we can walk closely with you and not allow the world or the enemy just to spoil things or get in the way of all you want to do in our lives in the lives of our families and relationships, our work come Holy Spirit something that Gillian said was that when Jesus was tempted he already had all the kingdoms of the world but there was a process and would involve him teaching a few disciples and going to the cross and then breaking the barriers of sin and death and then we're told one day every knee will bow every time we'll confess that he's Lord but there was a process and in the same way when the enemy, when the world offers us joy and freedom and satisfaction in so many things, it's a lie because we already have those things in Jesus. It is a process and God releases things in his timing and the enemy wants to rob us from those things. But we already are sons of God, sons of the Most High, daughters of God daughters of the Most High. We have joy, freedom, satisfaction, all those things in Christ Jesus. So as we worship the Lord now, maybe just reflect where you are this morning and, and what, what's on your heart. What are the things that you desire? What are the things that where you've put your trust in? Thinking that's the thing that will satisfy the relationship or the new home or car or holiday or, and actually the novelty wears off and God has something so much more precious to offer you this morning. And this is just space for you to respond to that and say, Lord, sorry for believing the lie. This morning I want to receive all you have for me all its fullness. Let's worship you.